Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. Guess what, Teresa? What? We're going to have the fastest show we've ever had tonight. And why is that? Because we have to watch Rebels. That's true. Well, you've technically already seen the first two episodes, so I'm sure you're not as excited as I am. Technically, or- I have, but I am very excited to still see them. Because Rebels is back. To see. You're excited for everybody's reactions. You're going to be that person that's sitting there on their phone watching Twitter going, haha. I feel like people, I've already seen it kind of going around that people have this like unspoken rule about the, the rest of Rebels that they're not going to live tweet it too much. Well, yeah. Everyone's expecting like big things and spoilery things and they just want to. So I don't know if Twitter's going to be so active tonight. We'll see. We'll see. Although part of me is really tempted to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he died. Just to just, mess with people. Just to mess with people. But I'm not going to do that. And they'll be like, who? Who? Yeah. Who, what, when, where? Uh, no, but I am super excited for Rebels. And you got to go to the Rebels press screening that was in San Francisco. And it looks like you had a blast. It was very cool. Yes. It was very cool. I'm Now I'm excited just to watch them again. Yeah, and we're going to get more of Aaron's story about all of that on Disney Vault Talks Rebel Yell that we'll, we will be recording later on this week. Uh, depending on when you guys are listening to this, check out Rebel Yell uh, <laughs> because we'll have all of Aaron's amazing adventures. Adventures at Lucasfilm. Adventures at Lucasfilm with Aaron. <laughs> Some other cool stuff, too, since we recorded. Uh, we have a lot of information about Solo, a Star Wars story, which it's really bothering me that people are just calling it Solo because there's another movie called Solo coming out. And it's like you have to put a Star Wars story on there because otherwise it's just it sounds stupid. I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Like if you're in a certain group of people that you know that are all Star Wars fans and you just say Solo, they probably know what you're talking about. What other well, movies coming out called Solo? There's another movie out there. Um, my mom was doing a search for something, and she found it. Oh, there's an uh, old movie, yeah. Mario Van Peebles. It's like an action movie from my wow, childhood. Wow, you even, you even know. That's insane. Because yeah. I remember back when that movie came out, thinking, oh, Han Solo. But no, it wasn't about Han Solo. It was about some... I don't even remember. It's some kind well, of that's like action Well, that flick. was in 96. Yeah, so I would have been 16. But there's another, there's another one that came out in 2017. Called Solo? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. It's an anthology telling the story of four different people, each story revolving around four different elements, earth, fire, wind, and water. Well, Solo anyway, Star Wars Story the, is our Solo. Solo Star Wars Story. I'm really excited for it, actually. I wasn't super excited for it beforehand because we really didn't have anything to go off of, but everything that I've seen so far, including the news we're about to talk about, has me really pumped. Yeah, I don't I, sound pumped, but I am. Yeah, I think we were all kind of waiting for any type of coverage for this movie, and then it all hit pretty quick. Like, we got the trailer, the, the mini trailer, and then we got the real trailer. That's called a TV spot. TV spot, and then we got the teaser. <laughs> and then um, 
And then soon after that, we got all the the Entertainment Weekly, you know, interviews. And then Which, we got the book by coverage. the way, those Entertainment Weekly interviews, as good as they are, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need all the spoilerific stuff. Calm yeah. down. Because you and I, had, we had both commented on Twitter how we hadn't gotten a trailer yet. And we were at this point, we were like, you know what? Who cares? Like, let, let's just go into the movie without knowing anything. That would be cool, too, right? Yeah, I was actually kind of looking forward to it. And I was like thinking, oh, this maybe this is some kind of like cool publicity strategy where they're just not giving us any information. It just gets us super hyped. But then all of a sudden it all dumped on us. And now I'm like, oh, now I kind of feel like I know too much about the movie. <laughs> yeah, now I think I'm already in shutdown mode. <laughs> yeah, don't look at anything else. So Nothing else. So we're not going to talk too much about the trailers and all that today. I know like pretty much every other podcast out there has gone through like screen by screen reviews of each trailer, but we're not going to do that today. Yeah, Partially we just don't we just have, have time, time because <laughs> but, Rebels but, but, Rebels is coming. Because Rebel. Hashtag Rebels. Yes. So what we do have, though, is we have the book list that was released. Uh, when was this released? On um, February 16th, so just a few days ago. And it has a lot of stuff that's coming out to support Solo, A Star Wars Story, but we're not going to talk about everything. We're just going to talk about kind of the big things the things that impact the show i would say the things we'll probably cover yeah yeah those things so the first book is the del rey novel that's coming out it's not a novelization of the movie it's just it's called star wars last shot it kind of has this cool thing where it's like a double cover so you buy one book you get one book jacket but you can flip it from being han to being lando and i was like that's so cool so oh, it's, it's like wars, reversible it's reversible oh see so I didn't, i'm just wars, now noticing this Oh. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Dude. <laughs> You're super excited about it. So Star Wars Last Shot, a Han and Lando novel, is going to be really neat. It's like a three-parter kind of thing where it's going to have a part of it that is that takes place before the events of the movie and focuses on Lando and L337 or Leet. Leet. Like Leet speak. Uh and then part of it's going to take place between Solo and A New Hope, and that will focus on Han and Chewie. And that's where we get Sana Staros for the first time. Oh. Yes, people don't that's, know who that I'm is. Excited. That's that. I'm excited about that, by the way. That was that character that, if people don't know, that showed up in the Star Wars ongoing comic series who claimed, married to, be, to Han. claimed to be married to Han. So that was kind of a big a big deal. So she'll be in this novel, so that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. And then... Part of it will take place post-Return of the Jedi, and that's where we get to see Han, Leia, and a very young Ben Solo, and Lando come into that particular story. There will be a convention-exclusive cover featuring L3 and Chewbacca, which I know everybody's going to want to get their hands on. This is written by Daniel Jose Older, and I'm actually super, super excited for this, and I already know that I will be using the Lando cover. Thank you very much. And I like that it, there is going to be a story that's set after Return of the Jedi with these characters because Lando is one of those characters that we really don't know what he was doing after Return of the Jedi. They haven't really given us much information, so um, that'll be cool to see. And I, th I like these covers. I like it's a different look for Del Rey covers. Um, I love the artwork for everything, like the posters for Solo, the covers for these books. Like it's it's so. I don't know if scratchy is the right word, but that's what I feel like it is. It's like scratchy looking. Right, yeah, a little distressed. Yeah, that's a better word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Way to use that extensive vocabulary that you have. Uh, so much better than what I said. 
Now, the next book, I'm so excited. I can't, but I just, I, I don't even know what to do. You because can't even. I just can't even. Yeah, I was trying not to say that. So <laughs> Ray Carson has become one of my favorites from what she wrote in the, from a certain point of view. Her story in there, and then her story in Canto Bite, and I'm just loving Ray Carson right now. And she's writing the YA book. So the YA book is uh, about Han and Kira, who is Millie Clark's character, and she plays Kira, back in their teenage years. This is about the younger, younger, young Han Solo. Well, that was really weird. We'll see what it take, what it was like for these two kids from Corellia to, to survive the seedy streets of this industrial world. They're definitely products of their environment, and the story shows that. And we know that they were love interests with each other, or are, or something. And I don't care. I'm so excited. <laughs> we got to see a YA novel that showed Leia having a previous boyfriend. So it's only fitting that we'll get Han Solo with a previous girlfriend, right? Oh my god, Han's had so many girlfriends. Han's like a freaking player and we all know it. And hey, he decided to settle down with Leia. We all know Can't... this. All the girls know this. Well all I'm the saying girls know it's this. It's likely, but Canon hasn't shown oh, us. Oh yeah, much specific who cares? Yet. The girls know that Han is or was he's like that guy that had all the girlfriends or like talked to all the girls. Maybe didn't have all the girlfriends, wasn't necessarily, you know, Bouncing around. That's kind of like a Lando, I think. Han is probably more respectable than that, but he definitely had a lot of girls around him. So we all know that he's like one of the ones you kind of like sort of stay away from. But then he meets Leia and she's like whips him into shape and, you know, he stops being dumb. We've all thought about this. You don't understand. The girls have all gone through this in their heads. You're not telling so me we're, anything I don't realize we're, either. We're, we're ready for I'm it. I'm not oblivious to this. <laughs> of course Han had and, a lot of girls look at him yeah i know right okay so and then we have the lando comic which oh my god look at that cover that's a good oh cover. oh my god that's i a, can't i can't even anymore like it's donald glover just staring at me and i'm like stop i need to go do my hair don't i really me. like the artwork on that i don't think they say who do they say who the artist the cover artist is i don't know if they do but no it's a really they really did a good job of making it look, you know, this is Lando, but it's also very much Donald Glover. But yeah, good cover. Well, he's, and he's hot, too. That's yeah, yeah, even yeah. important. You know what? I've never realized how much I needed Lando in my life until Donald Glover became Lando. You kind of had a Lando thing pre-Donald Glover, so this is just an extension uh, of it. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's something I didn't even realize about myself. I don't you know. have a long list of these Star Wars characters. No, I don't. Obi-Wan, I go down a few. Lando. Hold on. Obi-Wan, <laughs> Lando, Maul. Poe. Nah, I like Poe, but I mean, he would be like an okay boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Like, right. but I'm not like all about a Poe. Who else? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought you said Poe was bigger. No, that was earlier. my. I feel like you shift in and out of this stuff, but whatever. Yeah, Lando's no, your thing well, now. Obi Wan, we'll you and McGregor, you and McGregor, Obi Wan will always be like number my one. non my non alien. Are we ranking them? Let's rank these four. You just gave me four names. Let's rank them. Who's number one? Wait, what were the four? I said? Oh, you see, you can't even. You don't even know. Lando. Lando. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. You and McGregor. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. And you said Poe. I added Poe, so, so we'll we'll say those four. Added. Rank those four. Rank those four. Like, yeah, what am I ranking one? them on? On like who I, who I would marry or who no, I no, would no, we're just not doing like, like that game. We're or just like saying hotness. Just overall, like everything, entire picture. Who's the best out of those four? 
Okay, well, Maul. Okay. You and McGregor, Obi Wan, Lando Poe. Got it. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that was important. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the art right. of is the next, right? <laughs> the art of book. Um, and Phil, I know, has listened to our show, and I feel so bad because I'm pretty sure we butchered his last name. Zostak? Huh? Zostak? I think that's how you say it. Zostak? Okay, well, I don't know how we said it before, but hopefully we're saying it right now. I'm now like quite excited, actually, because the art of book for The Last Jedi was the first one I ever had, and I really liked it, and I've started reading it more, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, I was happy to see they were doing one for this movie. I wasn't sure if they did, if they were going to do it for you know some of the offshoot movies but really happy well, to see it for rogue one, right? they did do one for rogue one yes yeah. um but i actually met phil at the uh lucasfilm gift shop that's so awesome look for more of that story on super Disney nice Ball guy Rebel, yeah. and yeah he did he did listen to our our episode that we reviewed his book so that's always a little nerve-wracking but it is a little bit but we want to have phil on the show so we're going to work on that yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool wow Jinx. Jinx, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is the Solo, the Official Guide by Pablo Hidalgo. It's kind of, it's not billed as a visual dictionary because it's like visual dictionary and cross-sections mushed into one book, which I feel like is a good, it's good. I feel like you can do that. It doesn't, they don't need to be two separate books. Yeah. I don't know. That's I did weird. hear from a really good source that it's mostly a visual guide and the only really cross-section part is the Millennium Falcon. So oh, cool. I know it's being billed as kind of half and half, but really it's 90% visual guide, 1% or 10% Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. cross-section. Oh, cool. Well, that's probably needed because the Falcon looks totally different. All right. And let's see. We have a couple other real quick things here. Uh, the Mighty Chewbacca Forest of Fear by Tom Engelberger. He's most known for doing the Origami Yoda series. But I am really loving this cover and there's a Lothcat and K2SO and like this really cool chick uh, <laughs> that I don't know who she is. It looks like her name is Maeve Trillick or something. She's but got a cool purple jacket on. She's a librarian bounty hunter. What is that? A librarian And how can hunter. I become that? I'm just saying. I mean, Jonah's closer to being able to have that job since she's a librarian. But I'm just saying. <laughs> What's a librarian bounty hunter? Uh, anyway, I'm kind of excited for that one. And then we get the Star Wars Adventures. This one I'm ha- well, I want to talk about because it's coming out for Free Comic Book Day. And Free Comic Book Day hasn't had a true Star Wars comic in a while. And so this is going to be the first one. It's a Star Wars Adventures comic. And then Star Wars Adventures is doing some issues with Han and Chewie and stuff, which is going to be cool. And we're talking about Star Wars Adventures today. Yep. And it looks like it's going to feature some Forlom and Zuckus, which is kind of cool because we haven't seen a lot of them in the... Uh, that was 4LOM, not 4LOM. 4LOM in Zuckus. I don't know. I, I've heard both. It's kind of at, it's like at at and ATAT. Um, and like we kind of just breeze past it just because it's we have to because we're kind of moving fast but k2so and chewbacca are gonna be in the same story that's crazy cool it is crazy cool you know what else is crazy cool a choose your own adventure book i loved those when i was a kid and there's gonna be a star wars one a haunt and chewy adventure of choose your destiny as they call it by Kevin scott who's also works on the star wars adventure comics and so i'm like this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> 
But and then there's a bunch of young reader books and sticker books. Sticker books. And, and yeah, there's all the, the, the usual. books. Yeah, all the usual stuff. Although there is one that I haven't seen before that they uh, solo look and find, like a Where's Waldo, but solo style. I'm looking forward to that. I will totally get that. They did do those for, uh, I believe, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Did they really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, you had to find like BBA, or they, it wasn't even like a Where's Waldo, more than like Where's All This Stuff. So there'd be like on the one panel, it would show you everything to look for, and then in the jumbled picture, all that stuff would be in there. Do you not, did you not do the Where's Waldo books like all the way through? I think I have this. What do you mean all the way through? So there's not only the Finding Waldo, there's oh, yeah, the yeah. Finding All of Waldo's stuff. And then there's the pages on the very back of finding like all the other junk. Yes, because you you know what you might forget this, but you and I were at a bookstore together at one point, and you actually showed me this in a wall. Oh, that's, you were like because you know I was like weird? looking for water, and you're like, would, and you were like, no, there's twice. more to this. Yeah, so. there is. There's so much more to where's Waldo. But so you and... already taught me that before. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> if you haven't done that. Everybody that's listening, go find your Where's Waldo books that are on your shelves because I know you have them because we all do. You have the red one, the blue one, and the yellow one. And then and there's a white one. And go and find all the extra cool stuff. Yeah. These are not nearly as difficult as Where's Waldo, these Star Wars Where's ones. Waldo's super really not that hard. I well, can find Waldo on the page with all the Waldos. Like, all right. All right. Anyway, that's not, I'm neither here nor there. No <laughs> one cares. Uh <laughs> But, yeah, there's some good stuff coming out to support the movie. I'm excited. And now it's time for reviews. Yes. Our first review, we are, we've are we already talked about this book a couple times, uh, the Stormtrooper, Star Wars Stormtroopers Beyond the Armor. Uh, but we wanted to do kind of like we did with the other or the other books, that the reference guides that we did for The Last Jedi. We wanted to go through and pick out some of our favorite stuff. So we're just going to pick out a few things, um, share them. I haven't heard hers. She hasn't heard mine kind of thing. Um, but we are going to do that same style for this. So this was, uh, publisher is actually Harper Design, written by Adam Bray, who's been on the podcast Woo-hoo, a couple times. Adam Bray. And it was released October 24th, 2017. Yep. And do you want to do the publisher summary, or do you want me to do it? You can do it, I'll do the other one. All right. Just in time for the next blockbuster, Star Wars The Last Jedi, this unique and beautifully designed compendium with removable features traces one of the franchise's most iconic characters, the Stormtrooper, from initial development through all nine Star Wars movies to the many iterations in TV, comics, video games, novels, and pop culture. Star Wars A New Hope, the very first installment in the beloved science fiction series, introduced the Imperial Stormtroopers, the army of the fearsome and tyrannical Galactic Empire, Charged with establishing imperial authority and suppressing resistance, these terrifying, faceless, well-disciplined soldiers in white have become a universal symbol of oppression. Star Wars Stormtroopers explores these striking warriors and their evolution in depth for the first time. Ryder Wyndham and Adam Bray trace the roots of their creation and design and explore how these elite troops from a galaxy far, far away have been depicted in movies, cartoons, comics, novels, and merchandising. Filled with photographs, illustrations, storyboards, and other artwork, this lavish, officially licensed book comes complete with removable features, including posters, stickers, replica memorabilia, and more, making it an essential keepsake for every Star Wars fan, as well as military, design, and film aficionados. Yes, and we also need to put, we put the the author was Adam Bray, it's also, it's also what, writer window, both of them. Team Sorry. effort. 
you screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So three favorite things. What are your three? Three. What well, I have like. Um, you have more than three. Three. Well, no, not really. I kind of took page number notes. Okay. Uh, but you can see my page number notes. So is yours your first one before my first one? Um, I didn't. I don't have up where you you sent me that, so I actually don't see it. But it. If you want me to go first, I can go first. Well, my first one's on page twenty-seven. Mine is on t- page twenty-seven. As you know, what I'm not, I'm gonna skip that one. So no, you go. Wait, why? Because I have six, and we're only supposed to pick three, so I'm skipping some. Okay, so on page twenty-seven, there's this whole thing about the impromptu communication and the com link that R2 or that C3PO has in his hands. And it tells the story about where that comlink came from in that George Lucas, uh, he like like called from the floor, I guess from where they were filming or something, and he said, I need a comlink like right now. <laughs> and the guy had just undid a pipe and a filter fell out of it, and he looked at it and saw that it had a little grid on the end with little indented circles around one end and I went oh my god I'm reading it from the book he says oh my god I ran to my room stuck one little ring around it ran to the floor and put it in his hand (laughs) so the comlink is nothing more than a pipe filter yes which I thought was hilarious and I had to talk about that one yeah that was actually one that stuck out to me as well so I did have it on my list Um, but I'm gonna Uh huh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to jump ahead to page 30. And okay. this one's really quick, but I just wanted to point out the the cover of Star Wars number one. So the very first Star Wars comic book, um, mm-hmm. which is you know kind of an iconic cover because of that. But it was it's always been one of those things that stuck out to me because of being a, a big fan of Star Wars comics. So I thought that was cool that they included that. Um, in this book on page 30. All right. All right. Now, let's see. My next one was on page 40. Okay. So, on page 46 and 47, they start talking about the Imperial Walkers. And one of the cool things about this is all the fold-out pages and stuff that have, like, the blueprints and everything on them. And so, on this one, they have, like, designs and stuff around the Snowwalker cockpit. And then they have this drawing blueprint that's like for scale only of what the at-ats were going to look like and what their scale would be to people and the the snow speeders and stuff and i just thought it was really cool looking yeah that's that it's funny because i think we have we have a lot of the same ones it sounds like um that was on my list as well and that's a actual sketch by joe johnson Mm. um who was one of the you know visual you know visual geniuses that came up with a lot of the designs for star wars so yeah that and it's this fold out so you get the really it almost feels like this is the size of the paper that he was drawing on kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that one also uh, stands out for me too all right so i'm going to jump back to page 35 where they talk about the first time that stormtroopers were shown in animation Um, and that was actually for the star wars christmas special which the star wars christmas special has um is kind of infamous now for being really bad, but one of the things that sticks out in the Star Wars Christmas special that many people say is actually pretty good was the animated short that was in it that introduced Boba Fett, but it also showed the first appearance of animated Stormtroopers, 
which we, you know, as modern Star Wars fans, we're so used to seeing, you know, the stormtroopers in Star Wars Rebels, um, but it's kind of cool to see the first time ever, which was back in uh, November 17th, 1978, was the first time that uh, animated stormtroopers showed up. So I thought that was cool on page 35. It is pretty cool because that was also the first time we heard about Kashyyyk too and Chewie and his planet and all that junk. God, <laughs> Star Wars holiday special is terrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, I unfortunately have seen it. I feel sort of bad for myself, actually. Yep. Although I guess everybody should go through that. Okay, so my next one is on page 88. And this is centered around Disney parks because this was right you know after star tours became a ride and they started doing star wars weekends and we get one of the iconic images for star wars weekends which is a stormtrooper helmet covered in chocolate because they're eating the frozen mickey bars and we get to see the stage where they used to do the um oh my gosh what was that called when they would dance and stuff uh at the end of star wars weekends but in the book, it talks about 10 years after the Star Tours ride opened at Disneyland, the first Star Wars weekend was held at Walt Disney World in 1997. In February, no less. That's crazy. The same year that the special editions appeared in theaters, that year the Star Tours gift shop indoor vendors was rebranded Tatooine Traders. A Behind the Force documentary was shown about the making of the Star Wars trilogy, and several Star Wars celebrities gave interviews. There were also plenty of costume characters around for photo opportunities, too. The celebration expanded in 2001 with the Jedi Training Academy, or Jedi Training Camp. Uh, Star Wars weekends were held for five weekends in February and March 1997, and then again in May 2000 and 2001. They were canceled in 2002, but were held very every summer from 2003 through 2015 and I went to gosh four or five of them (laughs) well I went to four or five years of it but there was two or three years that I went to nearly every single weekend Uh, which was I I miss Star Wars weekends there's something about Star Wars weekends that even a celebration doesn't cover it's so weird yeah, I, I mean, it's him. the melding of Star Wars with Disney, which I know we're going to get kind of the parks with Dis- with Star Wars Land and all that stuff, Galaxy's Edge. But um, yeah, Star Wars Weekends was its own unique thing that I don't know if we'll ever get something like that again. So I'm glad that we were able to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to many years, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I went to four different years, obviously not every weekend like you did. But I did go multiple weekends sometimes. Um, and actually, you and I went to Star Wars Weekends at least a couple times. Um, at least, yeah. Together. So, yeah, it, it was really cool. And it's funny because the three things that you picked out were were the were three things that I picked out as well in this book. I have one more. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you well, have another I'll do one? my last one, and okay. then you do your last one, and then we can move, move on. Okay. All right, so my last was on page 66. Oh, God. Like Order 66. <laughs> <make> 66. <laughs> but this one is about a Star Wars comic that I actually haven't read before. I, I've read most of the Dark Horse comics and the new Marvel stuff that's coming out, but I haven't gone back and read a lot of the older Marvel stuff. And this is a Star Wars comic I had never heard of, but this is kind of cool because on page 66 and page 67, they talk about this comic, and page 67 has actually got like full panels from the comic that you can read. Mm. 
But this sounds like a really interesting story, so I kind of want to go back and find this so I can read it. But it's the story that, and this was actually written by Randy Stradley, who went on to be um, the head editor at Dark Horse Comics later on. Mm-hmm. So he's been writing, you know, Star Wars comics for for a long time. This this comic came out in 1983, and it's about this stormtrooper. And I'll just read here from the book. Um, Stradley uh, pitched a story for Star Wars. Stradley proposed an adventure in which a stormtrooper crashes his Tie Fighter after he shoots down Princess Leia's shuttle on the planet Yinkor. And the trooper and Leia form a temporary alliance to survive before Leia reunites with Han Solo. And then I'm skipping ahead to the next paragraph here. It says, To heighten the drama, Stradley conceived that the stormtrooper was a native of Alderaan and a former servant from Leia's palace. Um, So I thought that was kind of a cool story idea. And this is actually the the very first time that a stormtrooper was portrayed without their helmet on in -hmm. Star Wars. So I thought that was kind of a cool milestone as well. So this is a comic... Um, that I definitely want to go seek out and so I can read the full story. Cool. And that was my last one. So, All right, so my last one is on sort of like page 92, 93, and it talks about the initial Lego sets for The Phantom Menace. Oh, nice. Yes. So it says the initial sets tied in with The Phantom Menace as well as the original trilogy. Surprisingly, the first trooper minifigures that LEGO released were not classic stormtroopers but biker scouts in 1999's speeder bike set number 7128. The first stormtrooper minifigures did not appear until 2001 when the LEGO TIE Fighter set number 7146 was released. These figures only had printing on their front torsos and helmets. Their heads were blank yellow pieces. They would not receive faces under their helmets until 2012. It's pretty cool. And they show pictures of the sets and stuff. It's pretty neat. And there's there's more details on that, but I was just like, ooh, I saw it in the boxes. The box in 99 says Lego system, which I think is hilarious because that's what it was called, you know, way back when they first started doing plastic. They called it the Lego system. And so they have that on the box even in 99. Just nuts. Makes it feel vintage. Vintage. But yeah, there's so much cool stuff like we kind of you know we hit the highlights and things that we found interesting in this book but this book covers anything you could ever want to know about stormtroopers and their development and every version of them it even gets into like clone troopers and like a lot of stuff from legends is in there um and then there's cool stuff that you can like in the back that's in like this envelope yeah i was there's stickers and there's a card back like a kenner card back and like some comics and stuff and there's all kinds of stuff in here there's this thing with ewoks yeah, you know. so very cool book, um, and definitely totally one, worth it. Definitely one you'd want to pick up. I agree. I agree, and it's got this cool like the stormtrooper face on the front is like indented, you know, so it has like a texture. Which, mm-hmm. as you've probably heard if you listen to the show, we like texturized things. <laughs> yes, we like <laughs> our covers <laughs> texturized. <laughs> we we like them to have a certain kind of feel. All right, so the next thing that we are very excited to talk about, and we're going to continue talking about them because, let's just face it, they're good. Star Wars Adventures Volume 1, Heroes of the Galaxy. This is the comic that is published on IDW, not on Marvel. The, this is, and we're doing them in trade, so as the issues come out together. 
So Star Wars Adventures Volume 1, Heroes of the Galaxy, was published on October 31st, 2017. It is a brand new Star Wars comic book series for readers of all ages. These new adventures make this sprawling universe more accessible than ever. Travel to a galaxy far, far away in the first volume of an all-new series as a rotating cast of characters and creators journey through Star Wars history. Stories range from before the events of Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, all the way up to Episode... Five, six, seven, eight. I'm suck at Roman numerals. <laughs> eight. <laughs> the Last Jedi in theaters December 2017. Characters major and minor, classic and new, expand the world of Star Wars into new territory, telling larger-than-life stories that encapsulate the breadth of the gal- galactic struggle between good and evil for a new generation of fans. For fans of all ages with a mix of old and new characters, Star Wars Adventures will appeal to Jedi everywhere, Master and Padawan alike. So we are talking about Star Wars Adventures The Intro Story, written by Landry Q. Walker. Artist is Derek Charm. Uh, another story in it, I guess this is the next one. I don't really know what the issue numbers were. Yeah, Better all, the, yeah it's just the four stories listed well, out. I, I, Star Wars Adventures The Intro Story was zero. I think it's issue zero and then better the devil, you know, is issue one writer, Kevin Scott and artist Derek charm tales from wild space. Stop thief, Kevin Scott and Joe Samara Samarava. And then another tales from wild space, the flat mountain of Yavin, Elsa Chartier and Pyrrhic Colonnay, I guess. And Elsa Chartier did the artwork as well. And, I went through this so fast. I was like, it's over? Why is it over? <laughs> I was like, you know, if it was an actual, I was doing it on my iPad because we have a Comixology account. But I was like, I would have turned it over to be like, where's the rest? Why is why are there no more pitches? Yeah, it's a lot of, it's very image heavy and not a lot of dialogue. Which is amazing. Yeah. So it does go by fast. Um, I think there's a lot of bonus pages in there too. So they have a lot of, um, in the trade, they have a a lot of alternate covers. And Mm -hmm. then they even have That was really neat. All that extra artwork, like all the Ray artwork and stuff was Mm -hmm. just fabulous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The very first one I think that pops up that's by Derek Charm in that style. Like I really, really like that that image. Um, I'll have to post it on our Twitter account. So people know what we're talking about, but that was my favorite of the of the Ray ones. But yeah, they have so they have all the extra covers, and then they have those pages that introduce certain characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that then, was neat too. So I think all of it together was like eighty three pages, which sounds pretty long, but yeah, like like you were saying, um, it did seem to go by super fast. Yeah. So the the first story, which is the intro story, is essentially. R2 and 3PO talking about what Star Wars Adventures is. And it was, it's really cute and it's kind of funny. And you kind of, they talk about Asajj Ventress, they talk about Luke, they talk a little bit about being afraid of Darth Vader. And they sort of just go through like all the things that they're going to talk about, you know, and I, or that they could talk about or whatever. There's this, there's this page that I really, really like where it has, like all these different characters on it. And it says, it says, trust me, R2, or it says, trust me, R2 and I have certainly seen our fair share of excitement too much, I would argue. And you start on one side with like Qui-Gon and Maul and Grievous and Padme and Asajj. And it says the fall of villains of revenge and love and madness, tales of hope, stories of sacrifice and so much more. And it just kind of goes across and Vader and Luke are in the middle 
And then you get like an Ewok and Ezra and Kanan and then Kylo and Poe and like BB-8 and stuff. It's just like, oh, that's so yeah. cool. It's a really good introduction story because it's just it's talking about the possibilities of where the stories can go. And even when they show like a young Luke running through Tatooine and he's he, he's trying to get away from a crate dragon or young Anakin uh, finding C-3PO's eyes. You know, that kind of stuff. That was neat, yeah. Where it's like, they didn't give us any detail. They just show these images, and you're like, oh, I want to know that whole story. So hopefully we'll see more of that stuff um, in future issues. Um, but the very first story was all about Ray, Better the Devil You Know, um, mm-hmm. which was really... I really liked the story a lot. I thought it was a, a fun little story, which made me look at Uncar Plutt a little bit differently. Just a little. Not a whole lot. Just a little. A little but bit, it seems like bit. he's got a little bit of humanity, if an alien can have humanity. But he actually does something Why nice for her. They? Why wouldn't they be able to? Hera well, can. Hera's an alien. But Hera's an alien. I know. I was trying to be funny. But oh, get it. Because he's technically not human. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> too serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You just turned into me for a second there. Um, yeah, so the whole story is basically Uncar Plutt gets kidnapped, and then Ray decides that the person that replaced him is worse than him, so she needs to go rescue him. And then, you know, she rescues him, and then he actually is thankful in the end. So I thought it was... It was it was kind of a fun story. We got to see Ray be awesome. Uh, she was amazing. You know, Gosh. beat people, beat people up and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah, I mean, he gave her like a whole box of of portions. Yes, and a little hollow cube. You and know, a hollow little cube. thank you note. I don't know. I thought it was he. He. You can tell he's he likes Ray. You know, more than just her giving him profit. You know, he he probably sees the good in her and like likes having her around. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All these covers of Ray are great. There's this one by Tim Lim that is, she's like sitting in there with the helmet on eating that weird inflatable bread stuff. But mm. my favorite is the one by Chris Uminga, and it's like a little child Ray with like big giant eyes just sliding down the hill. Ah, uh, yes. It's so yeah. cute. It's so cute. So then we get to a few pages that are kind of covered designs by Derek Charm and stuff, and they're just all really, really good. And then these two tales from Wild Space are actually really, really fun. I was I was just kind of like, that's neat. I mean, they're short. They're not very long at all, but they are really cool stories. I'm trying to... Let me go back. Okay, so the first tales from Wild Space called Stop Thief talks about um, Dexter and Obi-Wan like trapping this this thief person they like set her up and everything it's crazy yeah that was probably out of all the stories it was probably my least favorite um it was just i like the little bb droid that was in it yeah and i guess this guy emil graf who's telling the story Mm -hmm. is related to the the family from the wild space junior novels Hmm. and so he's like a relative of theirs in the future uh, is from from what i'm picking up um, so there is a connection between these adventures comics and those novels, which we haven't read yet. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, um, that they're kind of tying that stuff in, but yeah, he, he's related. And I guess the droid crater is actually in those books too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Dex's diner, we get to see that. We get to see him and Obi-Wan and then, yeah, it's a pretty simple story. They just kind of, they trick this, you know, petty thief into, into revealing her, you know, hide out with all the stuff that she's stolen. And there's like this really cool, he has like a, whatever salacious crumb is, he has one of those, only it's like red and purple, which is kind of cool. Yes. 
<laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Qua uh what is it? A Qua Quakian monkey lizard? Is that what they're called? Kawakian monkey lizard, I think is what he is. well done. <laughs> Yeah. Um and then it gets into another story, uh different artist. So it was kind of you see ML Graf as like one way and then you see him completely different in the next story because it's a different artist. Um but this one is a really short story. And it's it's kind of it takes place right after um, the Battle of Yavin, and it's called the Flat Mountain of Yavin, and um, it's a really short story, but it has Yvonne Verlaine in it, which is kind of cool because she's been now she's been in the comics, the Marvel comics, now these, and then she's also been in a Del Rey novel. Um, so yeah, I thought that was it's a it's a character that keeps popping up, but I think uh, she's a fan favorite. What Dory novel is she in? Uh, she shows up in the Aftermath series in one of Oh, the, that's right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cute story. It's it and it just shows like her being awesome basically. Uh you know, but like I said, it, it is super short. It's really quick. You do get to see an appearance of Leia very briefly. But I honestly I am loving the Star Wars Adventure comics, but I really want to read the next the next volume that has more substance to it. You know, so I don't know. Maybe they're all like this. Whatever. I really enjoyed it. And I love all the different styles of art, kind of like all together. I think it mushes together pretty well, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to more, and I do like the simplified art style. Um, Mm hmm specifically, I thought that Derek Charm had a really cool style that I liked a lot, so and I'm, I'm sure we'll see more from him. So yeah, the Star Wars Adventures comics are really awesome. We want to read more, but for now, we need to wrap up so we can go watch Star W